0: All right, we're going to lead right into it. This is episode 11, Mountains to Bayou's podcast. It's been some time since we recorded number 10. Um, a lot has happened in those four months.
1: Since November. So longer than five, that. Five,
0: six months. <laughs> what month is it? What month? What day is it? I'm Man. so happy it's Thursday. Um, <laughs> episode 11, and. Uh, if you don't hear any beer cans popping and cracking in the background, it's because we're coming to you a little more subdued. Um, COVID-19 has hit the United States. Seth and I are not practicing social distancing right now. We're probably two and a half, three feet apart. So we refuse to uh, social distance. Uh, Governor Wolf We'll leave that for another day. Um, Anyway, so the reason that we're not cracking any beers right now is Seth and I have challenged each other for the next 75 days to try and follow the Andy Friscilla 75 hard challenge. Yeah. Seth, why don't you walk us through the rules and maybe... If two guys who like to drink beer and talk about hunting can do this, maybe it'll inspire anybody can do it I feel some like. other folks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so to try this out. I got to say, yeah, when Clayton told me about this challenge, I was not on board at all. And then we talked about it for like 10 minutes. And Andy does a good job. You've listened to that podcast. He's like yeah. 75 days compared to the rest of your life if like would you give up 75 days to have the mental discipline like what... His- His podcast
0: is The Real AF. Yeah. If you want to listen to that one, just go search Real AF Podcast, 75 Hard. It'll come up.
1: Yeah. But anyways, so there's five rules or five aspects to the challenge. The first one, as Clayton mentioned, no alcohol. So 75 days, no alcohol of any kind. Uh, Number two is you have to drink a gallon of water a day. Number three is you must do two individual at separate time uh, workouts, one of which that has to be outside.
0: No matter what. No
1: matter what. So we're going to have some thunderstorm runs and workouts ahead of us for sure. We've been lucky so far. This is day nine for us, by the way.
0: Yeah, we are on day nine at the moment. So, So we're just dipping the toe in the water. Yeah,
1: exactly. We were saying it's not so bad, but then we think, well... It's probably not going to really get hard till about day 25, but, uh, so you got to do the two workouts. Um, you have to follow a strict diet. So there's no guidance on the diet, but for me, I've just given up processed foods. So just trying to eat only whole foods, um, is basically what I'm following. I don't. What are you doing, Clayton? Something similar? Or? I cut out
0: all sweets.
1: Yeah, I'm. Yeah, no sweets. Yeah,
0: and I'm not eating any bread or pasta or refined carbohydrates. Yeah. So, like, if we're, I'm eating bread. Uh, it's homemade bread that Jill's making. Yep. Um, and honestly, I kind of went back and forth on the whole bread thing. And anybody who you tell, you know. <laughs> Everybody's an armchair quarterback. Yeah. If they're not doing it, they're like, Why don't you give up this? Why right. don't you give up, why don't you try and make it harder? Yeah. First of all, shut up. <laughs> yeah. If you're not doing it, yeah. this goes for anything in life. Yeah. It's like the man in the arena speech. Yes. Just shut up.
1: Exactly.
0: If you're training like a professional athlete, which is basically what two a days in a strict diet and a gallon of water is. Pretty much. You need to take in some carbohydrates or you're not going to have the fuel to work out.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, like, I got to be honest, too. Like, I said no, like, process. Like, I'm eating bacon. Like, technically, I would consider bacon, like, a processed food. But, like, I wanted something that's going to be sustainable, too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, I think I think the the spirit of what we're doing is, you know, exactly right. And then, so that was four... And then the fifth thing is you have to read 10 pages of oh, a... That was
0: three. That was the three. The fifth one is you have to take a progress picture Oh, yeah, 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 say. yeah.
1: You have to take the picture every day. And then the last one is you have to read uh, 10 pages of a self-help or entrepreneur um, book or, you know, something along those lines. So, so far for me and Clayton and I were talking about this earlier... I mean, over so it's Memorial Day weekend.
0: books don't count.
1: Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> it's not listen to a book. It's read a book. Um, so Memorial Day weekend was this past weekend. So that was a challenge. You know, you're grilling out. You're going to picnics. That
0: was a challenge in
1: itself. Yeah. You you want to have some beers. You know, remember the, the all the soldiers that made the ultimate sacrifice for us, uh, which you can still do without the beers, but, you know, it just kind of goes better that way. Um, but you know, it really hasn't been that bad. I don't think.
0: No, the the worst part for me so far has been just the no rest days. Mm-hmm. So like today, my legs were just felt like somebody hit them with a ball peen <laughs> hammer for an hour. And I yeah. knew, and I knew
1: at lunch I had to run five miles. Yeah. And
0: the first mile, I felt like I was dragging sandbags down the road.
1: I, that's what I said to M the other day. My wife, when I took off running, I was like, I, I felt like my, my shoes were cement blocks. <laughs> and I couldn't pick my legs up. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, the water, I mean, you think like a gallon of water, like, okay, a gallon, but you don't realize how much it is until you actually track it and drink it. And, it, I mean, it's a lot. To, it's like, a lot. You have to make a conscious effort to drink a gallon of water Yeah, day. a lot of people, when you say, like, you need to drink a gallon, they're like, I
0: drink a gallon every day. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bet you don't. No, probably I not. I bet you really don't. Yeah. But, so. um, yeah, I mean, we'll check back in after day 75. I think we're both going to make it. Uh, I think we're both going to push each other to make it and not yeah. cut each other any slack.
1: I will say that is a good thing about doing it with somebody because every For day— sure. Like, I'll text Clay day 7, check, or he'll text me day 8, whatever. We're, we're sending, like, pictures of what we're eating to keep clean and all this stuff. So
0: Yeah, it's good.
1: Yeah, it's it's fun to have an accountability partner in it, so.
0: And to kind of tie it into everything else, I mean, and, uh, you know, this is kind of a hunting-based podcast. I think the timing was perfect because we're going to finish in the first week of August, and you know that's kind of right when you're making your final preparations when you're doing scouting and I think just leading into the whole hunting season being in the best shape you've ever been in I mean that I'm excited just thinking about that
1: yeah well and not to open a sore wound for you because I know you didn't get drawn for the elk tag but it would have been perfect and you still have a chance right I mean when do you well actually or what's now going they're, on with that
0: Montana's talking about giving every applicant a tag this year. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I was talking to Mitch about this two days ago.
1: Mitch is your brother who My lives brother, in Montana.
0: Who yeah. was? They had one of the Montana wildlife biologists out at their farm doing a survey because they're thinking about possibly opening up Turner's Farm Ranch to more hunting. Hmm. And they're possibly going to let the guides shoot bulls out there now and the ranch hands shoot bulls instead of cows.
1: Wow. Anyway, the whole thing. They're yeah. doing a
0: big wildlife survey. and um, I think a lot of it's economically based mm-hmm. to where they're trying to get more people out there to get more hotels, more restaurants, more gas. What a great way to do it. You know, yeah. uh, stop at the sporting goods stores to fill up for their camping trip.
1: Absolutely,
0: and you know, even if they gave every applicant a tag, with the economic circumstances, there's a lot of people that still aren't going to be able to fork out.
1: Oh yeah, the money sure. that it would
0: cost to hire a guide and go on a hunt. Right,
1: like that. and they might not be comfortable with it traveling. You right. know, so right. that well, that's cool. That's good news, I guess. It's really good. I mean, I hope they do it, but right. they keep pushing
0: the list back. They were supposed to have the alternate list out in May, and then it said check back in June. So I mean, you know, it gets to be June. You're only talking three months
1: out, so they got to do something. Yeah, and so you you got to be training like you're going though.
0: That's what Mitch said. He said you better stay vigilant. Right, Right,
1: exactly. (laughs) So, which I know you haven't. You've been saying you've been shooting your bow a lot, but yeah, I've been training pretty hard. Yeah, the seventy-five hard thing is like perfect because perfect time. You'll be you'll be like thirty days out. Thirty days out from when we finish that to. Right. Which is crazy to think about. Like I know it's a long ways away from now, but it's really not. No. We'll be knocking on September's door here before we even yeah. know it. So
0: it was good timing and there's not restaurants open, so you're not tempted to go hog wild at a restaurant. There's not any bars open. Yeah. There's not this and there's not parties going on every weekend that you you know, you you're tempted to go over to your buddy's house and it Right. They're having a cookout and everybody's just drinking and cutting up and eating sandwiches, and you're not doing it. So, anyway, I thought it was good timing the whole way around.
1: No, it's, I'm excited to stick to it. I'm excited to see what, you know, day 76 looks like. So,
0: yeah, look like a different you and a different me, probably.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess just along those lines, the whole COVID thing, to your point, has just been, I mean, I know you've been social distancing for the most part from, Everybody, I mean... Well, we're both lucky with our jobs, working from home. Work that, from home. I mean, yep. you know, feel like
0: nothing really changed other than for a while there, when everyone was in full freak-out mode, I didn't get to see my parents for and some right. friends for a little while, but...
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, it's been weird. It's been weird, but it seems like as we get into June, hopefully, you know, it'll... I think people are starting to become more aware of what's going on with it and just... Maybe try to get back to some bit of normal. but
0: I feel like in every day, they say something different. I know. So I think that people are so fed up with the confusion. They're like, whatever, I'm just going to live my life. What's it matter? They don't know what they're talking about anyway, exactly. One day, it's the most contagious thing ever. Yeah. Next thing you know, it can't be picked on a surface. One day, yeah. it's a mask. The next day, it's not a mask. Exactly. What, you know, what are we supposed to do here? Exactly.
1: I will say, and this is a good segue with COVID, one thing that it has changed is hunting turkeys on public land,
0: yeah, so we're what four days left in the season, yeah yeah, exactly four days Why don't you give us the rundown of um oh man, the experiences I guess you've been having in the public land turkey woods, and then maybe I'll touch on yeah, a similar atmosphere that I've been having on private land, yeah so,
1: <laughs> so. yeah,
0: which some which has lately has felt like public land, exactly.
1: <laughs> You know, it's, it's, we've said this on the podcast before, and it it is tough because, like, I know we're losing hunters every year, and we need hunter recruitment and all this stuff, and it's just like... Speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Everybody <laughs> wants more hunters, but they don't want them in, in your spots. So, Correct. I would just say, I mean, just to give an overview, um, yeah, today's the 26th of May. Our season came in may 2nd you can't hunt sundays but other than three days i've hunted every single day of the pennsylvania season at least for you know a roost hunt it might be only an hour or two this morning i could only hunt till 7 30 which you know i've had a few mornings like that but it has been the strangest and toughest pennsylvania turkey season that i can remember and you know i mean i've been probably hunting turkeys seriously you know for 15 years um but the amount of pressure on public land which i think this has a lot to do with it with where we're at i mean i'm hunting in the macho state forest pretty much which is i don't know like 9000 acres or 20000 acres it's a, it's a huge it's a huge piece of of public land um, yeah, I mean we're
0: staring at it right now, it's pretty much an entire mountain
1: range. Yeah, exactly. It runs from <laughs> Waynesboro to you know Carlisle or yeah. Harrisburg, basically, chunks of it. So um I scouted it more this year than I ever have. I mean, probably starting in the last week of March, I was scouting two or three days a week, all different areas. Never bumped into anybody of course uh not. scouting. <laughs>
0: of course not.
1: Yeah and so i had i had birds pegged and this is what's been weird about it i've had birds located in all these spots and i went back to hunt these spots unfortunately so have a lot of other people and you don't hear any turkeys in the area and i think it's just because guys have been hunting so hard because they're off work or they're reduced hours or whatever it is right now with the COVID, that they said, oh, I never went turkey hunting before, or maybe the I usually only hunt Saturdays. I'm going to go out now. Mm-hmm. The first Friday of the season, um, I walked into a spot, and I actually set up on a bird, had a guy come in and spook it off the limb. But before that, I mean, guys blowing alcohols at 5 o'clock in the morning on the road, just one after the other. Um I so remember
0: I, you texted me, and I, I said, hey, how's it going up there? And you said, there are guys up here just blowing the reeds out of alcohol right now. <laughs>
1: I went out last, I um, went public land, uh, I think it was I can
0: picture it perfectly.
1: Last Friday,
0: and this. Cigarette in one hand, alcohol yeah. in the other.
1: <laughs> They're not gobbling today. Let's go down the road. I had a guy, I kid you not, I think it was last Friday, Thursday or Friday, I hiked into this spot, um, sat down, was sitting there for, you know, a half hour, you know, 45 minutes, well before goblin time, and a guy walks in, I guess from somewhere, from a different access point because he didn't come down by me, and he blew an owl call 13 times in a row. and Like one after the other. 13 hoots? Like, no, who, who, you know, who cooks for you? Who Thir- cooks for 13 you? Thirteen series. <laughs> no. Back to back. Like, he would give – like, if a turkey would have gobbled at it, I would say he gave it, like, a good three to four seconds that – And it was definitely – When he stopped. Yeah.
0: Sorry, there's a bunny running
1: through. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it was 100% a guy because – I mean, I, I guess I can't – I didn't see the guy, so I can't say 100%, but it was – I'm telling you, I've heard barred owls, it it was not a... It was not an owl. It was not an owl. And I don't think I've ever heard an owl sit there and do it, you know, 13 times in a row, back to back to back, with no, almost no break at all. Right. And, um, so, it's been, you know, I'll say this, if anybody's listening that's just getting into turkey hunting, just leave your owl calls in the truck. Like, they can be effective, don't get me wrong, but, um... You don't need to, you don't need to to do that to get a turkey to gobble. They'll, they'll wake up and gobble on their own too and sometimes it's better to do that. But
0: pardon my blue tick in the background.
1: Yeah, he's howling a little bit. So um anyway, it's been it's been uh and I I've been struggling to get on birds. So it's been it's been a rough year, but I mean, you've had just a rough of year for different reasons though.
0: Yeah, I, I don't even know where to start. Um, so, being in the gun business, we've been extremely busy this year. And I have not been able to hunt, really, at all. I think I've hunted maybe one weekday during the season this year. Yeah. Um. So, it's been a tough season from that aspect to begin with. But, um, yeah, I'm dealing with the same problem over there. But th- the difference is that they're breaking the law.
1: Right, <laughs> right.
0: Uh, you know, those people, I as, as shitty as it is, those people have every right to go up there and rip an alcohol till their yeah. lungs collapse. Exactly. If they want to. Yeah. <laughs> Not saying that that's the right thing to do. But, um, yeah, the first day, um, I didn't get to scout a lot. As far as like on boots on the ground, but right. I was, you know, using a lot of trail cameras. Yep. And I had the spot pretty much pegged. And uh, my buddy Brady, who listens to this podcast religiously, I sent him a video and he texted me back and said, I think this was maybe the day before the season. And I said, you know, Looks like I know where I'm going tomorrow. Something, you know, right along those lines. And he said, Will Primo said, Roosted ain't roasted, buddy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, All right, I get it, but I'm pretty sure it, this turkey's roasted. <laughs> really? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the same Will Primo's, Brady. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Do I look like Will Primo's to you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do I look like I'm over here making shitty Thunderdome turkey calls? No, I don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, kidding. Yeah. But not no. really. No. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I was going to let my dad go in there and take the gun. And yep. I was just going to call, I get set up in this spot. Four or five turkeys were working in there every morning at like 630. Yep. So we get into the spot where there's kind of turkeys historically every year and um i don't even know what shooting time is for turkey season because it's like i feel like if the bird's on the ground (laughs) i can shoot it right right and uh i mean it had barely broken daylight birds gobbling in the tree two or three of them and uh put the decoy out in the field i'm walking back we're probably set up 125 yards from these turkeys get back to my dad shotgun blast Mm. clearly on our property So, if you know anything about me, nothing boils my blood like trespassers. Yeah. And uh, I said, Dad, we got to run over there. So, we go over there and spook two gobblers off the branch when we start running over there. So, that sucked.
1: Mm.
0: And we didn't see anybody. Didn't see a dead turkey flopping. So, I'm like, all right. Well, this guy must have shot this turkey and just hauled ass... Right to where he came from, like a good trespasser should, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and next thing I know, we sit down, and here comes the guy walking back on back off the property, but he's like 200 yards deep into the property, and probably two and a half minutes had mm-hmm. gone by. So, either this guy was related to Usain Bolt. <laughs> Or he shot this turkey off the branch. Right. Snuck up under it, shot it off the branch on our property, and then goes looking for it. Doesn't even find the turkey, and then gives me, you know, same story that other dude gave us when you and I caught him. Well, I didn't, you know... Yeah. I didn't think anyone was here. Was one of the first thing he said. Which, yeah. what difference does that make? That doesn't make it right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. we caught that guy, and it ruined a like probably one of the most beautiful opening mornings of hunting. It out. was. It was a perfect morning. It was
1: forty degrees. Yeah. Turkeys bluebirds.
0: were sh- yeah tearing it down over there. Yeah. So that ruined that day. pretty much took the wind out of my sails, quite honestly, for the rest of the season. It
1: did. You really you really lost your muscle Because I texted you, but like a week before the season, I'm like, all right, I think I'm finally fired up. You were fired up. You got those videos. You got your second tag, and that's what I knew it was on. I'm like, man, he's going to hunt some turkeys this Yeah, I was year. about it, about it for, yeah. for
0: a little while there. And then... Yeah. That sort of just... Took, took it out of my sails deep. Yeah. So I kind of let that ride... And then I go over first week and I'm coming out of the woods. And here sits a guy up at the top of the property, glassing our property and listening for turkeys with his window down. (laughs) Knowing full well that if he hears one on our ground, he's going, he's going tearing down through there. Yeah. I guess he doesn't think anyone's coming over there during the week. Yeah. So he sees me and takes off. And then last Saturday, my dad and I worked a turkey for, I don't know, a while. Next thing I know, my dad calls me or texts me, said, hey, there's a turkey down to the right or a guy. Hmm. And I'm like, all right. So I come back from where I was and I hear this yelping. And I'm like, that's the worst calling I've ever heard. That's 100% a guy.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah. So, I I glassed up these two younger kids on our property that I had called in for my yelping.
1: Oh, my goodness, man. So, like,
0: there's a good chance you can get shot on your own property.
1: That's terrible.
0: And, I mean, there's more than one lesson to be learned here, but... Yeah. These trespassers, not that it's going to stop, but this COVID thing has just... It made people even more lawless than they already were.
1: I feel like it has, man. And, like, that day I was telling you when the guy walked in and scared the turkey off the roost. I So I got him. I, I was getting uncomfortable being there because after that happened, I thought, all right, maybe this guy will get out of here. I'm just going to sit here and let things calm down. Maybe it was a hen that he scared. I, I don't know. Um, I'm just going to sit here. Well, it wasn't 15 minutes later a guy comes in, and it's still pretty dark and ah, you know, starts blowing on a crow call. And I'm like <laughs> – you got to be kidding me, man. Just, like, let the, let the woods wake up on their own a yeah. little bit. And uh, so I was like, I'm getting out of here because I was getting uncomfortable because I'm like, there's guys all around me. Right. If a turkey does gobble, I don't even want to be here. And right? you're such a good caller as it is if you were to start calling. Right. You'd probably start stalking me. It's right? sound,
0: you sound more like a turkey than a turkey sometimes.
1: Right. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm just leaving. And so I was like, I got all these spots scouted out. I'm just going to go to a different area. And I drove up around this mountain road. I counted over 20 trucks as I'm – I mean, it looked like the first day of rifle season. On a weekday. On a weekday. This was the first Friday. Yeah, on a weekday. This was the first Friday of the season on a weekday. And guys – now, unless – okay, I'll give the benefit of the doubt. Maybe some of them were hunting together and they met there. But, like, guys were parked right on top of each other. Like, you know, there's one pull-off spot and there's two trucks. And unless you're hunting together, there's no reason to do that. Or there might be a truck 100 yards down the road. Like, this isn't whitetail hunting, like bow hunting, folks. Like, I don't know if you get into it or not, but you got to have some room to be able to work a turkey. It's not like, okay, I'm going to go in with my bow stand, I'm going to climb this tree, and if a deer walks within 40 yards, hey, if there's a guy hunting 200 yards over there, you know, I don't love it, but so be it. Right. I can deal with it. With turkeys, I mean, if you're both in there and a turkey gobbles, you're both going to have to go after that turkey if, I mean, if you're hunting. So it doesn't make sense to park on top of a guy and then try to f- fight each other for the turkey. Like, give people, like I said, there's 20,000 acres of public ground. You don't need to park right on top of each other.
0: And correct me if I'm wrong here. I think in Pennsylvania... You are not legally allowed to stalk a turkey. No. You're technically no. supposed to go in, pick a tree, Yeah. put up an orange band around said tree, yeah. and call, and if a turkey does not come to you, you're SOL, right? Right.
1: Well, I think uh, we've talked about this before, and I think they leave the law a little bit vague by design there because we've talked about this. You have to be able to move on a turkey. to. I, okay. Maybe you'll get lucky and you'll find that two-year-old, that one day that just, like, he just comes screaming in on a death march. And, okay, that turkey's – but most turkeys, you're going to have to reposition a little bit. You're going to have to change your calling position. You're going to have to use the terrain to get around, to get in his bubble. You know, you're going to have to maneuver on him. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's stalking or not because you don't actually see the turkey, like – I guess technically, you' call it stalking, but I think they leave it vague by the, yeah, I'm just
0: saying by the letter of the by law. the
1: by yeah, by the letter of it, yeah, technically, I guess you should just walk in and sit down, but I mean that's really not how anybody hunts turkeys that I know,
0: yeah, um, so uh, yeah it's it's kept me yeah I mean as busy as I've been, I could still easily go hunt till seven thirty right, yeah, exactly, and that's what I've been doing anyway. we both we have a mutual friend that got shot turkey hunting, yeah. Doing kind of something similar, You've, yeah. we've all heard those stories.
1: Yep.
0: And uh I mean, it's just, I got two little kids now. Yeah. And for me to go up and chase a bunch it's- of dickheads around on state game land to try and shoot a turkey, I'm not doing it.
1: Yeah. Well, the 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 experience last Friday with the guy blowing the alcohol 13 times. That was the second spot I want to. The first the first spot I pulled into. There's a truck there. And this is 4:25 in the morning. Like mm-hmm. I got in there early. And and this is a spot that the the mountain road, a logging road goes over 4 miles out the top of this mountain. So there's only one truck there. He could have been hunting 100 yards, he could have been hunting 2 miles in. So and I and I'm like, you know, I'm not going to do it. I don't know where he's at. He beat me here. Good for him. And while I'm sitting there debating on what I'm going to do, Here comes another dude up on a mountain bike with his shotgun across the handle. Like, that's cool. Good for you. But he goes right back there. And I'm like... So, he saw me here. He doesn't know that I'm getting ready to go out. There's already another truck. And, like, he did not even slow down to talk to me. Nothing. He just kept his head down and just kept on going. And I'm like... This was at the first spot? And this is at the first spot. So, then I'm like... guy biked four miles back in there? No, this was at the entry. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and I'm so you could park there, and then the 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 logging road goes four miles from this entry point to the other entry point. You have to, to walk back point. there there. Well, he was going to mountain bike it. Wow, that's a pretty smart move. It's a great move. I got no problem with it at all. My problem with it was there was already a truck there that beat me there. I'm the second guy there, and this guy doesn't even check up when he sees me to say, Hey, are you going hunting? He's I just mean, saying, Ha ha, you guys are walking, I'm riding. Yeah, and he I'll just— I'll
0: beat you back there.
1: Right, and he just put his head down, and I'm like— I mean have a little courtesy. Like two people already beat you this spot and now you're gonna go in there and like, yeah, there's room to work it where you can hunt this and I'm gonna hunt this, but he didn't even stop to talk to me about it. I'm like, I'm leaving. And so that's when I went to the other spot because I had time. I always you know, I get in early and I walk back in and then had the other dude come in with and I'm just so I-, I quit. That was that was the last time I went on public land because I just can't I can't take it anymore this year. So
0: I talked to somebody else about this yesterday. Can you imagine, and th- I guess this could technically still happen, can you imagine if this COVID-19 shelter-in-place BS coincides with deer season in Pennsylvania? It... It'll It's the apocalypse. <laughs> That's the worst possible scenario in the history of hunting.
1: Especially, <laughs> and this is a great segue. Nice job. Especially with the new rule changes that they're talking about. With the yeah, they went back to the brown. It's down. You don't have to. If it's brown, it's down. It'll it'll be. Why don't we? I got a list here. Why don't we
0: walk through a couple of yeah, these? Yeah,
1: it won't. Like you won't be able. Some to... of these
0: changes are magnificent. Yeah,
1: yeah. Some of them are. I'm good with, but. Oh my goodness, you're right. If this would happen in rifle season, can
0: you imagine? Well, and that's like normally peak flu season.
1: You couldn't go out there, man. You couldn't
0: go out. The trespassing on private property would be at an astronomical level, and yeah. I know that I'll, that we're not the only ones dealing with it because no. I've talked to yeah two or three other landowners that say people are knocking on our door every day, saying, "Hey, we saw some turkeys down there. You mind if we go hunt them?" Right. I, that's fine.
1: No, it's fine if
0: they want to ask, but... Yeah, that's fine to ask.
1: That's the way you should do
0: it. They're also asking the landowner that his property borders 15,000 acres of state game lands in Fulton County. Right. Like,
1: no, go home.
0: So, it's like the guy that came onto our property during rifle season last year. He said, I came down here because it was more quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. It's it's private property that that people are paying the taxes on.
1: It's intended to be that way, and you're right. It's. <laughs> I told you about that. They, the trespassers, had a four wheeler path around our one gate, worn down to the mud, dude. It's like
0: unbelievable.
1: Like, like you're not even trying to be discreet about no. it.
0: No, they're not.
1: Well, yeah, the guy we caught the day we were over rifle hunting was just standing in your field, like, in orange, like. And
0: then he got done saying, "Well, the other guy I was hunting on his property yesterday, and he started shooting at me, so I came down here." <laughs>
1: what <laughs> and literally and the frustrating thing that's about what he said at clayton's place not even a half a mile from where this guy is is literally the tuscarora state forest yeah thousands of acres that he can go anywhere he wants and the guy chooses like it's quiet down well no kidding bud. yeah i
0: bet yeah i bet it is quiet down here
1: <laughs> Uh yeah the, the, this has been a theme on this podcast, though the trust. It's pass.
0: all we. It's all we ever deal. It's I all swear, I ever deal with.
1: I swear, man, it is. It's half of our talking is about trust. Packing. But I don't.
0: I don't understand it. I will never understand that mindset.
1: No, because we've talked about it. Like,
0: if I didn't have access to hunt private, I would either ask permission right. lawfully, or right. I would hunt on public land. Right. I've hunted. I've duck hunted w- on public land. All the time in Louisiana. That was the only access I had.
1: I would cut out eating junk food or cut out something stupid that I could afford a lease to get private land. Right. I would do something, but I would not trespass. Find a buddy. Find a buddy, yeah. (laughs) Befriend somebody that has private. Do something. Help a
0: farmer. Talk to a farmer. This farm that I'm looking at right now, you're allowed to hunt on.
1: Yeah. Help a farmer (laughs) bale hay and he'll let you hunt. Do something, but don't trespass. No.
0: Have some, and and the the whole thing that I don't get, and I continue to say this. Okay, so if that guy comes on our property, shoots one of the gobblers that's sitting over there with a twelve-inch rope,
1: yeah,
0: inch and a half spurs, whatever, the turkey of a lifetime,
1: right? Triple right. banded, <laughs> right? right. Pennsylvania banded
0: gobbler. So. You are going to find some kind of satisfaction and pride in yourself for illegally shooting a turkey on someone else's property. Maybe it's
1: yeah.
0: they oh, they feel like, oh, I got one of their turkeys.
1: I, I don't know. You know? I don't know what they think. I, I don't.
0: Just uneducated idiots is what it is. Oh, man. That's it, what it boils down to. Yeah. Anyway, let's go over some of these 2021 final hunting trapping seasons approved. Yes number one and definitely my favorite
1: do you want to give comments after each one absolutely just, okay. we don't have
0: to go through all of them
1: well no i was just wondering if you wanted to read through them and then have comments or no just... i'd say we comment yeah. on each one all right let's hear it
0: expanded sunday hunting opportunities on three days yeah sunday november 15th f- fist pump and then some yeah for archery hunting Sunday November 22 for bear hunting during bear firearms and Sunday November 29th for deer hunting during deer season
1: yeah so Pennsylvania is getting out of the stone ages with their hunting right yeah finally yeah I still don't know how they can just choose three Sundays, though, and not make it all legal. I mean, it's a step in the right direction. Don't get me wrong. There's going to be criticisms
0: to every rule and law, but honestly, you just excluded every duck hunter. Right. Every turkey hunter. Right. Every...
1: Small game hunter.
0: Small game hunter. You
1: know, whatever.
0: Yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever.
1: Yeah. That's... I don't get it.
0: You just said, all right... Obviously the most people deer hunt. Right. Second most people bear hunt, I guess. Uh probably I don't know, Spring Gobbler's probably up there. It's up there.
1: Yeah.
0: But I mean it's a step in the right direction, but it better it better get changed to all Sundays. It hopefully everybody just does the right thing this year. Yeah. And nobody, you know, does something horrible on public land on Sunday when somebody's trying to hike and creates an uproar where they go backwards.
1: Exactly. That'll be the biggest thing, man. If if guys go out and it's successful, they'll expand it. Right. So. Yeah, that's a huge – dude, the the Sunday in the rut for Bo, I, I mean, mean – How much better does it get? That's fantastic. I don't bear hunt, so it, that, that one's – I would have loved to pick up a Sunday or two in gobbler season because, like, how many times on a Saturday, especially with as busy as you've been this year, mm-hmm. like where you'll go out and I'll hunt a turkey on Saturday, and i like, I know what this turkey did today. And if I could hunt on a Sunday, I guarantee – like, it's not a guarantee. Right. But it's like, I know I could get in there and probably kill that turkey on Sunday, but you can't hunt them. Oh, it's and, every yeah, time. To- it's yeah. every
0: Saturday.
1: Yeah. And then Clayton and I have this thing going – which all, this is real yeah this is a real thing all archery season all like deer season every sunday morning we just talk we just send like hashtag sunday morning weather because it's the best weather for hunting of the week is on sunday mornings. every
0: sunday morning during archery season <laughs> especially in november it is was
1: perfect it's like two three miles per hour out of the north wind 25 degrees pressure
0: escalating <laughs> yeah. through the roof
1: Pressure's thirty point two and rising, and, and yeah, and Saturday
0: Saturday was raining and
1: blowing eighteen out of the south. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God, that's every Sunday in archery season. It was like that, and then the first first Sunday at gobbler season, I said I sent Clayton a message. I said Sunday Sunday weather and gobbler season's a thing too because it was it was beautiful. Oh,
0: and I I and you know the old school guys. That are idiots as well that thought the Saturday opener was stupid last year. Yeah. Which is completely an illogical stance. Yeah. And I would dispute that with anybody. I, okay, I don't care that the tradition's Monday. The state just gave you more days to hunt. Right. And an exactly. excuse to go to your camp uh, two days earlier. Right. So, right. Sh- anyway. Yeah. So this year they have opened up the opener is going to be saturday after thanksgiving for rifle hunters yep and now you can hunt that sunday following thanksgiving as well yep saturday sunday and then for the people that want to be traditionalists you can hunt the third day of the season (laughs) after all the deer are shot
1: i gotta be honest (laughs) i kind of liked i felt like i got two opening days last year though with the saturday yeah because i hunted saturday yeah And then woke up at the cabin Sunday morning, and I putzed around and start, you know, cracking beers. And then we have our meeting, and guys are stopping in. And you're like, you know, what'd you see yesterday? What'd you kill? And everybody's just drinking beers Sunday after. And, like, it was really fun. And then it felt like we got another opener on Monday again. Yeah. And so I kind of liked it. But it does, I mean, it makes more sense to let you just roll right through that first weekend.
0: Yeah, because now instead of drinking beer and putzing, you get to hunt again.
1: <laughs> true. True. Yeah. You don't have to go. <laughs> that's true. I might just drink beer and putz. You Hopefully can, you shoot one on Saturday. You can and stay at the season. cabin.
0: No one's forcing you to hunt on Saturday <laughs> or Sunday. If you want to hunt and wait until Monday, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, yeah. I'd say overall, big
0: o- win. Overall, big win Big there. win. Okay, adopting a 14-day concurrent firearms deer season for antlered and antlerless deer in 10 WMAs and retaining a split season in the remaining 13. So, I yeah. would think what that means is that instead of the first two weeks, you can shoot either sacks. Yep. Uh, I like it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm mixed on this one. I'm, I a, I'm a doe mower. I know so. <laughs> you love it. I know. I know anytime it, there's if, an opportunity to shoot a deer, you're If a
0: end. doe came out first thing in the morning <laughs> on rifle Saturday. season opener, and I knew the bucks were rutting and I had a buck tag in my pocket, I would shoot the first doe that walked out. <laughs> because I have a gun and I don't care about it. All I care about, I mean, Is that you- thing might – If a doe walks out – Saturday morning, and <laughs> it's I'm allowed to shoot it. That thing, that thing might as well be covered in butter at that point, because that's
1: all I'm seeing. <laughs> I will say, dude, when you have a gun in your hand, you turn into a different hunter. You turn into a killer. I'm a meat like, stacker at that point. At that point, it's not really you're you're out there with a purpose when you have a gun. Like we'll go on these doe hunts, like over at Clayton's place, and like. If I get one, I don't even want to go hunting the next day. And Clayton's like, let's go back out this afternoon. Yeah, let's go hang this guy up and let's get back out there. <laughs> we got more tags. So those are moving today, boys. <laughs> Clayton's like, Clayton will shoot one and I'll get one or something. I'm like, great, we can sleep in it in the morning. What are you talking about? Hell no. Yeah. So I can see why you would like it. I don't really have – I'm not going to be that guy that shoots a doe on Saturday morning at 7.05 (laughs) if I got a buck tag. So, the only thing I liked about the split seasons was if you can trust guys, like when you heard a gunshot, you knew it was a buck. Right. So, you could kind of get a feel of like – What's going down. Yeah, what's going down or guys, see, you know. So, I like that part of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't really care, you know. If a guy only has a couple days to hunt, it probably does provide him with more opportunity. So, if they want to shoot a doe, and you talk to some guys, and they'll say we saw bigger bucks.
0: Highly tired, highly warm.
1: Yeah. So what I was saying, like some guys with the when we used to have the concurrent seasons, like we used to have. So this going back, we we had the concurrent then they split our areas out where we hunt like 5a 4a 4b area um some guys say hey it's better because a guy wants to go out he shoots that doe that walks by at seven o'clock like you he gets it and leaves and that saves more bucks so they claim there's definitely something to that yeah and so they say it's better in a way and i'm like yeah i can't say i saw bigger or more bucks when we had the you know, concurrent seasons. So I, I'm I'm in I guess if we're gonna rate that one or if it's a thumbs up or thumbs down, I'm just I'm neutral on it. I don't care one way or the other. I, I don't think it's gonna increase the 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 kill that much. I mean there'll be sh- for sure more does killed because some guys will go out, shoot the doe that walks by at seven o'clock and be done. Whereas if they had to wait for a buck, you know, they might not have ever shot a deer that year. So I don't know. You're, I know how you feel about it,
0: so. I do hope to be tagged out <laughs> oh. in archery season as far as antler deers go. Yeah. And, you know, in a perfect world, would I go out with only doe tags the first morning and just start plucking them off? Yeah, <laughs> I would. <laughs> Have you, it, I don't know if you ever watched Seinfeld when you were growing up, but yeah. there's an episode where Kramer starts to shave with butter (laughs) (laughs) and he he starts shaving with butter and he starts shaving with so much butter that he starts buying it in these tubs. (laughs) (laughs) And one day he goes up to the roof of their apartment complex (laughs) and rubs his entire body in butter. And falls asleep on the roof.
1: I think I have seen that episode. <laughs> and he
0: comes down, and Jer- and he's all, like, burnt red and crispy, and Jerry's like, what happened? And Kramer goes, I think I cooked myself. <laughs> but anyway, they're having Thanksgiving dinner, and Newman looks at the turkey and sees Kramer's head on the turkey going, hey, buddy, hey, buddy. <laughs> And whenever I was talking about seeing a doe walk across the field covered in butter. <laughs> you just see it on your tape. All I can see is like a backstrap fried in butter with four legs and a sprig of rosemary on its back. Just walking across
1: the field. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: So, we'll see how that one goes. Yeah. TBD on the... Uh, in current season
1: which i don't know if this is a separate thing or they put it under that i think you can shoot two deer now without having to tag the first one <laughs> <laughs>
0: double jackpot <laughs> he just
1: gave me a license to kill
0: <laughs> did they write exactly what i wanted on these <laughs> they did get my letters <laughs>
1: There is a Santa. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Whoever says the Easter bunny is not real is wrong. (laughs) All right, what's the next one? All right, next one. Extending, this is my favorite by far. Extending the statewide archery deer season to November 20th, giving bow hunters the opportunity to take advantage of peak and post rut activity. Yeah. I mean, let that sink in.
1: That one's that one's great. Yeah,
0: you just got handed six more rut days.
1: Yeah, yeah. When
0: traditionally, if you talk to any seasoned archery hunter, yeah, that is still tagless at the last day. They, what do they always say? Man, I pulled my cards and November 19th. Was, they were ripping through here.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's true, and we got the pictures at our place to prove it. For the last. Since we started running cameras 10, 15 years, the week after our bow season goes out, it doesn't matter, you know, sometimes it's a week early, sometimes a week. When that week, when it goes out, we always get the most mature big bucks on their feet in daylight that week. Yep. We got, like I said, we got the picture set. It's clockwork. The only thing I wish, and this would never happen, I guess we can write this in our letters next year, that they should have just made the extended season uh, vertical bows only.
0: So, yeah that's because, a whole nother rabbit hole yeah
1: and i don't want to go down it but i do feel like there is a chance like with all these crossbow hunters out there now with the extended opportunities they're gonna put a hurting on the bucks yeah and the rifle hunters will just become crossbow hunters the next year because of it probably because they're gonna be like well i'm tired of it i'm gonna get a crossbow and both seasons pretty soon gonna be ruined yeah so I mean that's my two cents.
0: And on you it. can bundle up in a hundred clothes with a crossbow. Yeah. When it's freezing cold and you can't hardly pull your bow back, those guys are sitting over there in a heated bodysuit, exactly, sipping coffee with their gloves on.
1: Yeah. So I. I
0: so yeah. yeah, let's just leave that we'll, alone. We'll for leave now. that one. We'll touch I, on that one in September when we're really <laughs> heated about it.
1: <laughs> Overall though, I love it. I can't wait. Good rule. And, and like we said, you don't, you won't even feel so pressured. To hunt early or in October, because you know you got pretty much the whole month of November to hunt now. Correct. Yeah. Correct.
0: So, so just slaughter the does early. <laughs>
1: <laughs> burning out stands in October still.
0: If you're not burning October stands in search of big does, are you really a hunter? <laughs> <laughs> Opening squirrel season statewide September 12th to create more opportunities for younger hunters to get a field.
1: Yeah. I'm a hard no on that one. I don't like that one at all.
0: I think I'm a hard no. Take them dove hunting and stay out of the woods. <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, it's a bunch of things for me, and I've thought about this more because I was thinking what we were talking about tonight. And I was thinking back, even in October, when there's a lot of leaves on the trees and kids with 22. Now, I guess there won't be people up in trees bow hunting, but I've had buddies say like, had a twenty two bullet whizz by their head because you can't see see them, like with the leaves on right There's so much foliage true, and a guy Didn't shoot think about that guy shooting a twenty two up through the trees at a squirrel, well, in September, the woods are as thick as can be, right, and I think it's a big safety issue one two, I think it hurts the deer hunters because you're just putting pressure on bucks and deer before the season's even in to push them into you know nocturnal patterns so I'm a hard no. More on that foot one.
0: traffic in the woods in September is not a win for anybody. No. If a kid goes out and gets a squirrel, good for him. Yeah. Get, uh, get one in October.
1: There's no reason they can't <laughs> wait till the middle of October. Exactly. Get one in
0: October when it's safer. Yeah, it might be a little colder. Yeah. Uh, I mean, take your kid out to shoot some doves with a 20 gauge. Exactly. Teach them gun safety. Yep uh if they want to if they want to take them
1: out to hunt groundhogs in august exactly there's a bunch of other things you can do besides bring in squirrel season in september that that one i'm like i don't understand i don't know maybe if
0: we were diehard squirrel guys we'd be over here (laughs) just so jacked like wow two more weeks of squirrels can't wait i love to hunt squirrels don't get me wrong yeah love to hunt squirrels we like doing it
1: after everything else is out of season. correct correct
0: Bringing back a three-day Thanksgiving turkey season, running Wednesday through Friday in select WMUs, and removing the turkey season in 1A, 2A, 4A, 4B, 4D, 4E, Yeah. which is where I hunt. Yeah. Uh, there is a caveat to that rule. But making the regular season two weeks long, October 31 and November 14th, instead of one week. Yeah. I don't know, man.
1: It, it, it,
0: why not let me hunt a Thanksgiving turkey?
1: Like, what is the thought there? I would rather see it that way, I think. Well, I don't wanna go down this rabbit hole, but in general, turkey populations are in trouble in a lot of the country. Right. And so, I mean, I would be a proponent of Pennsylvania eliminating the fall season some places like the Michaud state where I'm talking about now I think 5a is different because that's a lot of Michaud state forest like there is just not a lot of turkeys up there and so increasing it two weeks and 4a is where I hunt too I I mean I don't know the that's a whole different topic I guess I'm indifferent on it but I think they need to take a harder look at at some areas of the state you're okay but in a lot of areas of the state the turkey populations are really really feeling pressured and I don't know. I, I think we should take a hard look at substantially reducing the fall seasons. So.
0: Well, I agree. Um, I think people are. I think people are taking for granted turkeys right now.
1: Yeah, big time.
0: Um, the predation at our farm from raccoons and coyotes and, bo- I mean, it's it's insane.
1: Oh, man. I have
0: pictures to where yep. there's a hen in the field. So you know she has a nest nearby, and every single night there's multiple coons in there. Yep. Red fox, gray fox, coyotes. You know, they're just putting a herd on them.
1: Absolutely. Same thing at our place. I've even got uh, pictures of a fisher now at our place, which we've never had before. Bobcats, fishers, foxes, coyotes, coons. I mean, I, I think yeah so that's a whole other topic that we could you know just talk about that on a whole podcast but if if people are listening or interested in it check out the um the uh the meat eater podcast with um, dr chamberlain i think it is it's called gobbling your ass off he gets into it a little bit Real but good one. yeah i mean so i think the fall I, I guess i'm indifferent to the rule change but i think pennsylvania should look pretty hard at it and we have a good turkey population don't get me wrong but I, i'm with you i think we're taking it for granted a lot of times so
0: well the next few don't apply to us increasing bear opportunities uh permitting either sex pheasant hunting yeah i mean who cares you're shoot you're either shooting a cage boy or a cage girl <laughs> <laughs> i mean let's be honest here <laughs>
1: that's that's touche good point
0: i mean come on yeah opening bobcat hunting and trapping seasons that's cool and uh increasing beavers from 40 to 60 that's a lot of beavers
1: that's a lot of beavers
0: um so just a couple notes here Nine hundred and thirty-two thousand doe tags this year
1: that's insane man can you
0: wrap your head around how many deer that is
1: that's a lot of deer man What do they kill, like, somewhere over 300,000 doe, I think, or something like that? Is that what it is? I I think so, somewhere in that. Last year was
0: 903,000, so we're up 29,000 tags. Wow. Um... And I think a lot of that is because of a 14-day season in WMUs containing disease management areas. Yeah. Not getting into that right
1: now. No, no.
0: Don't even get me started.
1: We went down that.
0: Which I have changed my stance slightly on that, but not enough. Right. Uh, More elk license this year. I think just overall more opportunities.
1: A lot more opportunities across the board.
0: The only thing that we didn't get to yet was... um, Right now, they're talking about possibly removing three-point-on-a-side antler restrictions in some areas.
1: Yeah, which would be in our areas, in the quote-unquote disease areas, CWD areas, which I'm definitely not a I fan think we of all that.
0: know what they're trying to accomplish there, and I don't think anyone who knows anything about deer hunting can be a fan of that.
1: No, no. The good news is, and I think you and I have talked about this, I think we've had the antler restrictions in place long enough that guys aren't gonna go back to shooting spikes in four points, yearling no. bucks. I really don't a couple of them will, don't get me wrong. Like some guys will like, hey, I shot this four carn, you know, year and a half old buck and whatever. That you'll have a few of them, but I don't think the vast majority of people will. So
0: Well, I mean, people. We got four more days left. I have a feeling you're going to probably get one tomorrow after this podcast. Oh, man. I think it's going to happen just like it did last year. Um, I think you're going to strike one up, probably kill them about 7.15. Boy. Hopefully I'll have a good story because I will be in full grind mode at that point.
1: You'll be, yeah.
0: Between 75 hard and firearm sales.
1: Dude, that's the worst thing about this turkey. I say worse. like it's not bad, but trying to get in two workouts and go turkey. Like, yeah, it's eight it's, o'clock. It's, I'm like a zombie and work all day. It it's is. Like, it's eight fifty-five. Yeah,
0: I'm a shower and about twenty minutes away from sleep right oh, now. Oh, Yeah,
1: I'll go home and shower straight to bed.
0: And I was thinking about this yesterday. Anybody who says they can't sleep at night, <laughs> yeah, they're not done enough. Go try seventy-five hard. Yeah. On top of an eight or nine or 10 hour work day, yeah. or it doesn't have to be that program, anything. If yeah. you can't sleep at night, yeah. exercise and do a ton of shit throughout the day and put your head on the pillow at night, I bet you'll sleep
1: you, just fine. You, have n- you know, I'm reading Jocko's book and he talks about that. Like, yeah, get up early and exercise. I promise you, you'll fall asleep early if you need to take ambien to sleep yeah you're not doing enough
0: drive to the local dairy farm (laughs) and ask the guy if you can help him the next day yeah say hey what can i do to help out the next day and just say can can i just go along for your daily routine yeah you're not gonna need any sleeping pills that night
1: ambien would be out of business in a week dude I mean i'm sure some people have the real issues but yeah you're right you know that's uh, not to get into something but that's been the frustrating part about this whole COVID thing all they do is get on day after day on tv and talk about drugs and vaccines and all this stuff and look we need vaccines i'm not an anti-vax guy or whatever uh you know i'm all on board with science and that stuff But not once do they get on there and talk about how to make your immune system healthier, go exercise, eat the right foods, get plenty of sleep... Do all this stuff. Get your vitamins. Do all. They don't talk about that. It's no. just let's just get a drug and it'll fix it. it it's a our health system's kind of screwed up. Yeah, that I mean, way, yeah, I
0: think that's pretty consistent. Yeah, not just COVID nineteen. Yeah, but blood pressure
1: or whatever. You yeah. know,
0: eat some salad.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Eat a piece of salmon. Go
1: for a go for a start. Go for a walk today. Thirty yeah. minute walk today.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, you drink twelve diet cokes a right. day, and you're wondering why you're taking seven pills. Right. Exactly. Maybe eat a carrot tomorrow. Right. So, you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Not to go down that one, but that's been frustrating, man. It
0: has been frustrating. And I mean, it's, you know, we're getting into, uh, I guess, golf season now. Yeah. The hunting season is coming to a close for quite a while. <laughs> yep. I haven't been able to fish really. And honestly, I'm not burning my browning points fishing at the moment. So. No. Um. Yeah. I felt good to, felt good to record a podcast again.
1: Yeah been too long so we'll give you an update if not before maybe midway through the 75 hard because we'll, you'll be in full food plot and mm-hmm. shooting and hopefully getting an elk shape Yep. so we'll know about that so we'll have some and stuff we got some good about. guests
0: lined up coming up too so yeah you won't just have to hear me and seth <laughs> blabber on about trespassing and crossbows till no, t- 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 no-
1: here we go till
0: november
1: cwd <laughs> crossbows and trespassers
0: <laughs> and i can honestly say it was a little bit more subdued with no alcohol. It was. it
1: was. But I had a
0: good time. Probably the words were a little more articulate. <laughs> there was a little bit less swearing, and uh, I had a good time with you, man. It's good yeah. to be back in the saddle.
1: Absolutely. Appreciate it.
0: All right, boys and girls and um, trespassers alike. That is <laughs> Mountains to Bies Episode 11.
1: We're out. Out. Sweet. Yeah.
0: That was a good one,
1: I think. I think it went well for not drinking.